of prayer. Father, may we not be distracted by the honeypots of destruction that are laid all around us. May we continually seek your manna from heaven. It may not always be sweet to the flesh, but it sure is sweet to the soul. It sure does give us peace that passes all understanding. And it's this peace that we seek today as we come before you humbly to worship you, to praise you, to meditate upon you, our God and our King. May you give us this day our daily bread, Father. Full Armor Farm requests prayer for the Canadians that they will repent and turn to Christ. He also prays that Americans will wake up to the tyranny knocking to the north, and that we too would re- repent and turn to Christ. And that may our God stop the tyranny that we see today. Mark prays that the Freedom Convoy protest here remains peaceful and that Canadians will continue to stay peaceful. A.K. Arctos prays for all of humanity that the Holy Spirit may wash over those most in need to renew their mind, body, and soul. And it's in these things that we ask and that we pray by faith, our Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name do we pray. Amen. Well, the hunt continues. We're seeing beatings, arrests, final financial sanctions, and criminal charges, all which are stemming from and flowing from J6 honeypots. All I'm going to tell you is this, my Christ friends. You will not catch me near these false flag protests. Now, on the other hand, If an actual war begins, I will pick the Christ first side. Listen to this clip. If the protesters at this point, uh, you know, uh, retreat and go home, uh, are they going to be getting sort of repercussions down the road? Are you going to be sort of actively pursuing the people that you've been sort of documenting and filming who are still out there protesting? What are your plans after this, uh, after the protest is over? Thank you. It's a great question. And the simple answer is yes. If you are involved in this protest, we will actively look to identify you and follow up with financial sanctions and criminal charges. Absolutely. This investigation will go on for months to come. It has many, many different streams, both from a federal uh, financial level, from a provincial licensing level, from a criminal code level, from a municipal breach of court order, breach of court injunction level. It will be a complicated and time consuming um, investigation that will go on for a period of time. You have my commitment that that investigation will continue and we will hold people accountable for taking our streets over. Now, I'm not sure if you have not noticed already, but the Christian terrorists that are homegrown within churches, rhetoric and propaganda is beginning to ramp up. I've been seeing Posts like this entertained throughout social media, and it's rather disturbing, but yet it's expected because I stand by my preaching. I stand by the premise that our faith 
For those of us who call us ourselves American Christians, it will be tried. Our faith will be tried. You think that we're going to get off that easy, my friends? No, we're not. But here's the good news. The good news is that if you have genuine faith, the gift from God, it will endure to the end. Mark on Gab had replied, Are you saying that you would not attend a protest to stand with others against tyranny and injustice? To voice your displeasure with the government that seeks to restrict the freedoms that they're put in place to protect. It is your prerogative to not go, but a peaceful protest is a way to express our displeasure peacefully. It is far better than the alternative. Well, I'll say this, my brother Mark. I protest every single day. I protest every single day with two words, and those words are Christ first. Then I thought a little bit further as I replied, and I said, make that three. Repent. Mark replies and says, well, that's fine. I just thought I detected a tone of derision toward those who choose to protest by gathering together to express their displeasure. And then Nova Crusade adds, making it for pray. So Christ first, repent and pray. Now we read today in Exodus, we begin the book of Exodus in chapter 1, and it's here that we see that the children of Israel, those who are in Christ, will always be mighty. Because our God is mighty, regardless of the wars and rumors of wars that we hear about today. This is why there must always be some sort of diversion, distraction, and false flag to keep people distracted from God and true faith. One of these great taskmasters and and deception and, and the deception flows from the satanic mainstream media. They build their pythons and their ramses with stocking crypto markets, which are the honeypots set up to attack the sheeples along with the false flags called protests to round up political dis- dissidents. We read in verses 8 through 11, now there arose a new king over Egypt which knew not Joseph. In other words, a king who did not respect the people of God. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. And it come to pass, when there falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us. And so get them up out of the land. Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Python and Ramses. This is why we read about stupid headlines. Even in WND, WND I read today, more attractive people have stronger immune system, study says. Why do I have to have my my intelligence insulted by these taskmasters who put these foolish honeypots before our noses? This snippet reads, the beautiful people get all the breaks. 
A new study finds an interesting link between how attractive someone is and the strength of their immune system. A team at Texas Christian University, I find the irony here, <laughs> Texas Christian University, yeah, okay, found that when people had to rate a group of photos based on the attractiveness of each person's face, no morons, people who have something called faith. That brings the peace of God, gives us a stronger immunity. And I do not need to conduct a formal study to understand this. All you have to do is go into a hospital and see as the sick pray and see as their health improves. Doctors have been amazed by this truth over the decades as they minister to the sick. Now, do you understand how reading things like this justifies abortion and genocidal eugenics? Beauty. Beauty does not bring peace. And this is all presented as a nice-looking honeypot by the media. If a world does if a world war does kick off, my friends, we will see how far your good looks get you we'll see how far your good looks get you during a war I see that newswars.com has posted UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson has said that Russia is gearing up for what could be the largest and bloodiest conflict in Europe since World War II the snippet reads the plan that we're seeing is for something that could be really the biggest war in Europe since 1945 in just in terms of sheer scale, Johnson told the BBC in an interview broadcast on Sunday. The Prime Minister said intelligence reports suggest that Moscow plans to invade Ukraine from several directions, encircling Kiev. All the signs are that the plan has already in some, in some senses begun, Johnson said. Adding that people need to understand the sheer cost in human life that could entail. This is all that I know, my friends. You can focus on these things if you want, but all I know is if the media and the establishments are all over it, they have a sinister plan. Just look throughout history. But I'm here to tell you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, God has a plan too. So we might want to start feeding on the manna from heaven versus the honey pots of this world. Time now. That we may repent. That we may pray that we may focus on Christ and Christ alone. Man of G on Gab says, I've been thinking about something similar a lot recently. And I'm thinking about adding it to my heart, my house church lesson today. We as Christians have got to be extra cognizant of what we actually, how we actually affect our local communities rather than being so distracted by world events that we miss out on discipling our next door neighbor. It's okay to be aware of world events. It's not okay to be so wrapped up in it that we forget that God's image bearers who need Jesus to save them surround us in our local communities. Nova Crusade says, focus on our Father instead of current events. And I agree with both of these brothers in Christ. For we read in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal 
meaning fleshly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing it into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. We read in Philippians 4, 8, Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, praise, think upon these things. Of course, all of this world, the world news and the mainstream media, it can get rather tiring. So my question is, is if you're following it incessantly, are you tired yet? Exodus 1, 13 through 14, and the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick and in a manner of, of service in the field. All their service were and they made them serve with rigor. And I'm telling you, my friends, the mainstream media will bring you to a place of bitterness due to their hard bondage and slavery. WBMC Infidel says, I must confess at times I feel weary, but my Christ is faithful to me where my strength comes from. Prayer is the cure. And I agree, my brother. Because we can only be wearied by this world if we choose to build with their straw, brick, and mud. If we choose to be deceived by their honeypots. We continue to read in verses 16 and 7, and he said, When you do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, then you shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God. Did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men, children alive. And I want you to notice two things here. Number one, the infamous government tool of infanticide. Number two, the civil disobedience. So yeah, you can try to pull Romans chapter 13 out of context if you want. But good luck in trying to do so. Because here it is clear that these women were not attracted by the false flag honeypots. They feared God and they disobeyed their, the king of Egypt. They would not sacrifice their children. I'll tell you what else they didn't do. They did not stand in the public markets with signs saying we demand that our children remain alive. They did not stand in a false flag protest with signs saying here, come get us. We are the political dissidents. Here's our faces. Come get our our bank accounts. And, and, and all of our substance. No, instead they defied and they, they carried out the mission of God in secret and the Lord was with them. Speaking of women, listen up, women haters. These were women who feared God and they were used to save a nation. Verses 20 through 21, therefore God dwelt dealt with the midwives and the people multiplied and waxed very mighty. And it came to pass because the midwives feared God. 
that he made them houses. And I'll tell you this, they didn't wear pussy hats either. These honey pots are set across this world to attract us to our own destruction. We must understand this. We must understand that God uses those who fear him to include the women. Stefano replies and says, well, who hates women? I love them. Well, I love women too. I've been happily married to a woman for over 26 years. And with all of this great faith that we read about women, may we not forget the great faith of men. And I'll tell you this, many look over the fact in our reading today in Luke chapter 7 and verse 9 concerning a war fighter, the faith of a centurion. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned him about and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. A war fighter. And I'll tell you this, when this great faith is complete, when salvation is completed, meaning we are with the Lord in the kingdom of God, there is no single living man on earth that is greater than the single living saint with Christ. No man, no woman on this earth is greater than that single living saint that is with Christ, even if he be the least in heaven. So you might as well consider the earthly saint as the JV and the heavenly saint as the varsity. In verse 28, Luke 7, For I say unto you, among those that are born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist. But he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. And what makes this greatness? It's the exercise of faith, true faith, a faith that has compassion for those around us, as Man of G has spoken of, our neighbor, those within our communities. And you will never understand true compassion until the Lord comforts you. Have you been comforted, my friend, by the grace of God? I have. Verse 13, and when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said unto her, weep not. And when someone initially receives this gift of faith, when someone has been comforted by the Lord with this great compassion, what does it look like? Well, we see this in verse 38. And stood at his feet behind him, weeping and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet and anointed him with the ointment. This is an extremely powerful passage, my friends. This reinforces what genuine faith is and belief, repentance and works. Here we see that she stood at his feet with belief. She wept before him with repentance and she washed and kissed and anointed his feet with works. So you, so one asks, how are we saved? By faith. That is the gift from God. Faith, my friends. This, verse 15, he said to the woman, thy faith hath saved thee. I'll say that again. He said to the woman, thy faith hath saved Save thee. Go in peace. You want to have peace? Exercise faith. Ephesians 2, 8. For by grace 
are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves that is the gift of God. And it's within this faith that many consider even sobriety in Christ a strange thing. While they accept gluttony, they feed the flesh, but not the spirit. They accept gluttony as a norm. And this is nothing but a satanic catch-22, just another honeypot. Verse 33, for John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine. And you say he hath the devil. He that hath drunkenness and gluttony is the one that has the devil. But you can chase these honeypots if you want. As they distract us from this exercise of faith. But by the grace of God, I am going to live by faith. And it is my prayer that you would do the same. And just because you minister to the drunkard neighbor and the gluttonous neighbor, it doesn't make you a drunkard and glutton. It makes you a person of faith. It makes you a, a person of compassion that shows forth the Lord's compassion. Verse 34, the Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and you say, Behold, a gluttonous man and a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners. And I want you to notice, as we look at this woman, versus even one who walked with Christ, who had the greater faith. A sinful woman who was far from Christ with fresh faith and active faith, that was humble and repentant, that wept. Or a man who walked near Christ and may for a moment in time took his faith for granted, as we read in 44 through 48. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet. But she hath washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss. But this woman since the time I came in, have not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, thy sins be forgiven. Here is a woman who understood what it meant to focus on Jesus Christ and not the things of this world, not to be caught up in the honeypots of this world, the sticky honeypots of this world that so many who do not have the light of Christ will find themselves in closing as we read in Job today, verse 18, verse 5 through 6. Yea, the light of the wicked shall be put out, and the spark of his fire shall not shine. The light shall be dark in his tabernacle, and his candles shall be put out with him, all as it is drowned in a honeypot. Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. 
For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. That thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part thou shalt make to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop. And I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise, for thou desirest not sacrifice, else I would give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise, do good, and thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then shall they offer bullocks upon thy altar. I pray that this episode of Gospel was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.